With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. The choice is between normal, Natalie Cheel, or crazy. Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me just clear the phlegm from my throat. It's uh, Friday, the 17th of November, 2023. This is TNT Radio. You're listening to uh, Open Line Show with Rick Munn, Natalie Chiel, and also the wonderful Gemma Cooper. Murray is at the helm, as always, on a Friday, steering, nay, navigating the good ship TNT through the turbulent technical waters of life and here we are trying to bring a little salt and light a little happiness maybe to your day with the content that we covered delivered with a healthy dose of cynicism sarcasm and dark wicked humor at least that's what i think uh, maybe you guys think differently a lot on the on the books to cover here this morning I have so many stories highlighted. Just here's a, a few samples for you. Uh, we heard a little clip just before the show started of Eric Adams, who is the mayor of New York City, giving an update on that uh, wonderful Big Apple of theirs, the sanctuary city of New York. Services for taxpayers in New York will be cut drastically in order to pay for illegals that are flooding into the country, sent on buses from Texas because Texas don't want them. They're ending up in New York and they're staying there. Uh, these budget cuts reduce the number of police officers, less cops, more illegal immigrants. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> it reduces the number of police officers and spending on education by $1 billion in the next 12 months. And Adams warns there are more cuts on the way. So cuts to education, Cuts to the police forces, cuts coming on the way, and still they flood to New York, uh, the city that never sleeps. Or is that Los Angeles? I don't know, but you get what I'm trying to say here. Uh, a little bit of finance. Russia, the most sanctioned country in the world, the most sanctioned country in the world, will end 2023 with a profit of $75 billion on its country's books by the end of 2023, according to Bloomberg. The US, in contrast, the most indebted country in the world, will end 2023 with a loss of $2 trillion, according to the New York Times. So Russia sanctioned, they're making money. New York is doing the sanctioning, or not New York, I'm obsessed with New York. Um, US, <laughs> the US is doing the sanctioning or urging the sanctions and they're running themselves into a debt black hole. So think about that just for one minute and cast your eyes back to February of 2022 when the whole Ukraine-Russia conflict kicked off. <clears throat> America was pushing and screaming for sanctions. Let's nobble, let's nobble Putin. Let's teach him a lesson, Biden said. Well, it worked for about two weeks, and then the ruble bounced back, and then Putin went on to ruble payments for Russian oil and gas, and they have went from strength to strength ever since. Oh, I'm looking at a picture. It's a wonderful picture. It's a school classroom, but it's outside. Uh, this is uh, from the forgotten age of open-air classrooms in the Netherlands. In 1957, the open-air school movement 
originated in Europe at the beginning of the 20th century to help sick kids. Classes were taught in the middle of the forest, in the middle of the forest, far away from urban centers with the belief that good ventilation, clean air, and sunlight contributed to the overall physical and mental well-being of the students. And you know what? I don't know what they were being taught, but those kids look super duper chilled. They're just sitting in the middle of a forest. They've got their desks, they've got their chairs, the teacher's at the front, there's a blackboard, she's teaching something, but they look happy and they look relaxed. How much better would our school time have been if we were sitting in a beautiful open forest glade, the birds were chirping, the squirrels were running around, stealing your packed lunch, maybe even bears. You had to run from the occasional hungry bear. That would have added a little bit of excitement to the day. Fancy some water, go to the brook, Go to the brook and lap it up like a deer. How much better would that have been than sitting in your concrete prison with your teacher banging on at the front of the class, throwing blackboard rubbers at you, which I had many a time launched at my head, or being beaten with sticks, which I also was many a time in the golden years of primary school education in the UK and Ireland back in the 70s and the 80s. I would have rather been sitting in the forest. I probably would have learned more and I would have been a more happy kid. Now, what do they have? Flags everywhere. White, you're privileged. You're white. You're a man. You're privileged. Critical race theory. Are you really a boy? Your name's Richard Munn and you know, you've got all the bits and pieces, but maybe you're a girl, Rick. Maybe just think about it. And if you are, we can help you to be one and we don't even have to tell mommy and daddy. Eh? What, what a change. What a change and what the schools were like back in the good old days. Anyway, uh, that's all I'm going to say, except, well, it's a beautiful day where I am, to be quite frank with you. And as soon as I finish this shift, I am hauling ass into the big wide world, getting some lovely fresh air, going to walk through a park. I'm visualizing a blueberry and lemon scone in this place that I have found near home. And I actually walk to and from it to get my scone every day. It's four miles and I walk there. It's so damn good. But anyway, think about what you're going to do today. And let's hope it doesn't involve vegetating like a potato indoors. Uh, so get out after the show's finished, of course, here on TNT Radio. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. Guys, I want that scone so bad. I want it so bad. And the coffee in this place is so damn good. It's the best. And how can I think about anything else other than coffee and scones? Now I put it into my own head. What do you think? Have I derailed you guys as well? I don't know how you're going to get through the shift. We'll end up talking about food throughout the next hour. Oh, my God. Locked and loaded. I tell you. You see, if you find somewhere, you know, I find this place and... I went in yesterday, and I'm not joking you, the, the scone was so damn good. They make them themselves, and I don't know what it was. It's like there's so many blueberries in the scone that they, they like pop, they explode when they're being cooked, and then they ooze everywhere, and they have this lemon curd icing on top, and you bite into it, and it's like gooey. Oh, it's, like I, just radio food corn. Like, I just want one. Anyway. <laughs> Let's let's move off that for the minute. Welcome to Natalie Teal. Welcome to Gemma Cooper. Gemma, you're grinning. You're either grinning in disbelief at my desires to indulge in processed sugar, or you're you're thinking about a blueberry and lemon scone. Which one is it? Uh, it's more the former than the latter. I have to say, I haven't oh. really got a sweet tooth, and oh. um, 
the sugar isn't particularly good for you, Rick, especially with oh, sugar, white sugar. Me, look at the smile on my, look at the smile on my face. You want to tell me it's not good for me? No, I'm not buying that at all. It's <laughs> damn good for me. It makes me happy. <laughs> but anyway, might kill me, might kill me prematurely. But you know what? At least I'll die with a big smile on my face and some lemon curd and blueberry running down my little fat chin. But anyway, sorry for the digression there. <laughs> let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about something else. Uh, you've got for us here this morning, Gemma. Uh, what's in the, the news bag today? Uh, you have reminded me, though, of that really good song by Sheryl Crow, If It Makes You Happy. It can't be that bad. If it makes huh? you happy, why the hell are you so sad? I love that song. Huh? She's brilliant, actually. Sheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, this is something that's not making uh, some women in England, uh, Britain, actually, very happy at the moment. It's a story that's broken about um, British cycling, um, and they've been um, urged to close a policy blind spot, which is um, really get the cat amongst the pigeons here in the UK. Now, British cycling has already banned um born males uh, from elite cycling they were allowing uh trans trans women into women's elite cycling that caused a huge uh controversy and so they've now banned that and they have separate they're going to have separate categories but they also run community events throughout the uk um which were set up by women for women to do community cycling events at the weekend a bit like those park runs you know where people just get together they hang out they have fun um, but this is on bikes um it's called breeze and british cycling have just expelled and banned a woman from the breeze facebook group for um questioning the policy that trans men are allowed to join the community cycling group breeze set up by women for women but it's allowing trans men in so a woman has questioned this uh, she's a member of breeze in the community and uh, instead of engaging in a debate, which I think we'll all have know how familiar this is, uh, they just banned her because uh, she said she questioned the the, the use of males, the, the, the fact that males and men were, were coming to these community events and joining without questions being asked. Instead of the questions being asked, they've banned her. Uh, British Cycling says it is a it's an inclusive organization. It wants everybody, all its riders to feel welcome, except this woman. And she is saying she represents a lot of the women in Breeze who've raised concerns, but they're all too frightened of being kicked out and they won't speak out. So she's had the courage to speak out and she has been silenced. Now, you might think, well, this is just a little community cycling project, but it has been set up for women who are quite vulnerable as well. They've, a lot of them have escaped domestic violence. It's a chance for them to be in a safe space, make new friends, to socialize, to get fit. Um, and that's one of the tenants behind this group. Um, and she said, we, if we let this continue, we could have a situation where a vulnerable woman who's just come out of a very damaging relationship turns up to one of these cycling events and she's the only woman there. And the rest of them are all trans men. So this can't be right. You might think, oh, it's only one little community group, but it's an in- example of how this agenda has come out of nowhere. We talked about this on the Lembert OPEC breakfast show uh, on TNT a few hours ago. Uh, there's a story in the police today that police have been told no more policemen. It's got to be police officer. And we could even make the word policeman illegal. So this agenda's come out of nowhere. It's affecting everything. It's being done with quite pernicious aggressiveness. It's not going away. British Cycling banned trans men in their elite sports, which is all, you know, that's the one that's on show and everybody can see. You know, that's the one that everyone watches on television. But when it comes to grassroots event, do they care about women? It seems not, because this woman has been completely silenced. It's a story we're going to see creeping up everywhere, I think, still. It's not going away. And it is this systemic war on women, which we have talked about on this show before. 
What do you think about this one, Natalie? This isn't an actual, excuse me, competition as such. It's a community initiative to get women comfortable cycling. Gemma makes a very good point. Maybe there's ladies attending there that have come from, you know, abusive relationships and they don't particularly want to be around men at the time. So now you have this this guy's uh, jumping in the pack, as it were, cycling with these uh, women. A woman speaks out. She gets booted off the, the group. The guy stays in the the cycling group she gets booted off the uh, facebook group uh is this uh justified or um what do you think about this one uh, we're, ju- we're just getting crazy they're talking about uh inclusivity and discrimination but it seems to me that women uh biological uh women are the ones that are really being discriminated against um we obviously have discussed sports so many times because of the physical advantage there but sometimes there are psychological reasons you want a women's only group um and some of that will be uh reasons uh Gemma's already gone through in terms of you know vulnerable people or domestic violence the other reason, I mean, I used to do uh, before COVID, there was a, a app called Meetup. And literally the, the meetups were set up as mixed sex, women only, men only. And part of that was because people wanted to meet up without any kind of pe- people putting any dating issue on each other. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I literally want to go and have some company without any pressure of of that type of conversation. Do you know that's actually okay? And then there's a massive problem, um, particularly in the lesbian community. And this is this is documented all over X and social media. You know, you get um like uh dating apps for lesbians, over half of them now of the people on lesbian dating apps are now trans women. You go mm. to lesbian uh, speed dating. You know, they're completely taking over and then telling lesbians that they're discriminatory because they don't like them because they have a penis. Mm. And they're saying that the world has just gone absolutely crazy because apparently lesbians now um, should. Yeah, they they shouldn't have be a lesbian. They, They should accept they should accept whatever is put in front of them. You know, I'm laughing, but it isn't funny. You know, it it, it we are it is crazy, and uh, um, you know, it, this is against women and their safety and uh, and and their rights. You see, uh, the the reference. If this was being, um, I suppose maybe it's how this has been marketed by the people that are running Breeze. If it was uh, specific to say, listen, this is geared up for maybe women who have had issues with domestic violence and they, they, they find being comfortable around men. I don't know if they've made that clear, but you mentioned the park runs as well. And of course, they are uh, unisex. They are male and female. Or even if you want to go dressed as a woman or a woman, go dressed as a man. You know, you can go hand in your little ticket, do your park run in a public place and then go back home again. I don't know if if they're not being specific like you mentioned with that group, Natalie, that look, this is a meet and greet group. We just want to walk and talk. We don't want dating. We don't want anything else. So cut that nonsense out. And if then someone starts hitting on all the girls and all the guys there, then you could say, look, it's time for you to leave the group. This is not what this group's about. I'm not sure if they've made this clear or not. If this is just a communal thing uh, for uh, women, or uh, or if it's um, you know, I, I it's a funny one, uh, and of course nobody's more against men and bloody female spaces than I am. But just using the park run as an example, if I if you want a, a trans person could go and do a park run because they're just running 
not competing against anybody, no, just doing it for physical. You know what I mean? It's it's a but it's for a anything, Rick. If it says mm. women's only, this is a women's yeah. event. That should be yeah. enough. It shouldn't have yeah. to say anything else. Um, and you know the idea that 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 basically any trans well a man when they're, they're oh, calling themselves sorry. trans woman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, women's only. Just sorry, walk- my bad. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I so so that. anytime you put it says women's only. Sorry, but if you if you're trans, yeah. you should at least respect. Um, you know, and 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 phone up the organizers first and and, mm. and just check can you check with the other people there now fair enough if you do that in advance and the people in that group say do you know what we're okay with that thank you for respecting us absolutely but that's not happening these people are turning up and then saying and then trying to put a court case against these people for not being inclusive so no yeah i, I was uh, this is this is my head. I was instead of reading the huge headline for this one, uh, which is in block <laughs> capitals and bold, I read the second second line, which was uh, "Breeze Champions Organizing Rights to Help Women Feel More Comfortable." So yeah, I should have. My apologies to everyone. I should have read the humongous headline that <laughs> says uh, <laughs> "Close Policy Blind Spot After Trans Writers Enter Women Only Events." You see, if I hadn't been thinking about that damn scorn, I might have been more professional. <laughs> morning this is i hold my hands up and i hold my head in shame sorry about that uh but we're up to time now i don't know if i go i might have to run out just in the middle of the show i'm telling you this is all I, i'm looking at your two faces and all i can see is blueberry and lemon scones so anyway Gemma, you shall be released Thank back you, into the void and you shall be back hopefully in an hour's time natalie and i will continue hopefully uh after this short break on tnt radio don't go away you should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. (laughs) The world is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. TNT Radio wants to hear from you. Call Rick Munn and Natalie Cheel now. From the U.S. and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. 
Okay, uh, we are live. The lines are open if you're feeling particularly adventurous or maybe you've had a few drinks. It's early in the morning. Some people might be on the sauce uh, and you've got a little bit of courage worked up. You can give us a call. Check out the phone lines on the website, tntradio.live. Give us a call. Have a have a chat. Say hi if you really want to or you can just skulk, skulk in the shadows and listen uh, from a safe distance. Either way, uh, you're all very welcome. And of course, you can leave your messages in the live chat, tntradio.live and we shall do our best to pick up on them throughout the course of the show. Now, Natalie, we have plenty on the books here to wade through. This morning, I'm going to chuck it over to you. What are we going to start with here? You pick something. Yeah, I just wanted to point out quickly in the online chat, Anto says uh, they're trying to do away with our men's working man's club as well. So it's not just women's events. Uh, You know, they don't want you. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I think most do, isn't it? Like social, social, like working yep. man's club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they're trying to uh, do away with that as well. So you're not allowed to be a man but, or a woman anymore. You've got listen, to be you've got to be something in between. Listen, I, I, I agree that there's things that everybody should be able to access without discrimination. So if you, you know, but there's things that shouldn't. Like like girls' nights out, for example. You know what it's like. You're a girl. You want a girls' night out. You don't want some bloke sitting there because there's things that you talk about and there's, you know, laughs that you have when you're with the girls. And it's the same with guys. Sometimes you just want to go out with the lads or you want to hang out with a group of guys and, you know, do guy things or do girl things. <laughs> and it wrecks it. It wrecks it if there's a um, girl there uh, or if there's a guy there. And, you know, we should respect that too, shouldn't we? And, uh, I'll give you a good example. Um, I grew, got brought up, I was a season ticket holder at Reading Football Club. And um, you, you used to have a family end. And within that end, you were asked to be respectful, so no swearing mm-hmm. where the children were. Um, and then we were, we, you know, very quickly, my dad took us to the main stand and that was very, very different, you know, um, mm-hmm. a completely different atmosphere. There is now in every football stadium, every stand is a family stand. So they've taken that that away, that kind of male atmosphere that you will now get chucked out if you if uh, one of the security hears you swearing. But most people, they said, I can't even bother to go watch a football match now. The, the kind of enjoyment, that that kind of, you know, like male camaraderie, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, it's gone. Uh, you're not allowed to have that. And that kind of seems to me what they're doing with working man's club or women's only event. You're not allowed. You're not allowed just to sometimes enjoy your own space and do your own thing. You know, there's, we obviously want uh, um, things to be equal and, and people not to be discriminated against, but you can go so far the other way where people can't even enjoy their lives anymore because uh, you can't you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't say this and uh, obviously this is where we're heading with the uh, woke agenda so uh, we'll be keep speaking out against it because it is just getting absolutely ridiculous this did did, did you pick a story there are we talking about a story or are we just following no from her, we were talking about um, i was thinking what yeah. story is she talking about i've missed this one completely no, sorry but- it's <laughs> but well, we may as well quickly go to a story anyway, because this is about a female boxer and it carries on yes. with what we're saying. <clears throat> this is really bad. It's in Canada. And she was literally about to fight uh, this this uh, man. Um, yes. And they'd covered it up. The Boxing Federation, because of discrimination, hadn't told her he was a biological man. And uh, she pulls out at the last minute because somebody basically gives her a heads up and a phone call to say, I just think you should know. Um, and, and it comes as well that he had ta- he had 
you know, does his sex change after puberty. So exceptionally dangerous. And he's come out and said, I feel devastated. I'm scared because I've been outed like that. I just wanted to be able to compete in my sport. I just think it's disgraceful that the, that the uh, kind of worry about um, the um, upset feelings of a trans person is now coming over the safety of women in sport. And thankfully, she did find out at the last minute and pull out uh, because she could have got severely injured. Yeah, this one in particular uh, I highlighted because it's bad enough when uh, you're competing against a man in a women's event because of you know they do have a lot of uh, advantages when it comes to bone structure, muscle density, and all that sort of business. You know, even pool. Remember this week we're talking about pool. You know, breaking harder and one thing and another reaches reach advantages on the table depending on what height they are. But boxing is a different kettle of fish so altogether. Boxing uh, is, uh, you know, it's it's a dangerous sport. Uh, it's very highly regulated and it's very closely policed in terms of health. But concussion uh, that you get repeatedly by being hit on the head, especially by a professional boxer, those people know how to throw punches. Uh, they they are people that have been training that don't even have to be professionals. If you try and get into a fight with someone that's even been training as an amateur boxer for a year, you'll be annihilated. And I mean really badly annihilated. And I imagine if you mix in the fact that a, a man is throwing those kind of punches against a female. Now, that's not to say, by the way, that a really good uh, athletic, well-trained female couldn't beat up. A male boxer, I'm not saying that, but the chances of it are slim to zero. Well, and in the meantime, she'll probably take a lot of uh, injuries, potentially fatal in the meantime, which, well, it is, says, which is the big problem. It says here, a 2020 study published in the Journal of Experimental Biology found that males' average power during a punching motion is 162% greater than females, with the least powerful man still stronger than the most powerful woman. Mm -hmm. Such a distinction mm -hmm. between genders and that develops with time and purpose. So in this particular sport, yeah. we are literally talking putting women at risk for death. Um, yep. You know, if they get hit by the wrong man with the wrong strength, uh, mm -hmm. they, you know, that could be a concussion and uh, possible death. Um, so um, absolutely disgraceful on their part. And what's worse is that they knew completely they put their most experienced referee oh. in the ring in order to ensure she was safe rather uh, than actually uh, tell everybody involved that this was a biological man so um you know that it really has got to got to a bad point today and 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 in the online chat as well um i think it's mr moose has said um my sister is a teacher and their proposal is to get rid of urinals now so boys must sit down promptly instead uh yeah i can see that happening i can imagine long term they're saying you know there'll be no urinals anywhere everything will be unisex uh Oh, I can't imagine anything worse. Every single time you had a toilet, there'll be pee everywhere, all over the floor, all over the seat. Oh, if that's the future, well, I'm let, not let looking me tell forward you this. to it. Your urinals don't make any difference either. If you've ever been in a man's toilet in a pub, they piss everywhere except in the urinal. It's like two <laughs> inches of urine on the floor. You have to get, you have to pay the ferryman to take you, you know, across to the door again without getting your socks wet. So urinals actually won't make any difference whether they have them or not. Guys are going to urinate in the floor and all over the seat and the walls and the doors and the door handles and in the sink and on the soap dispenser everywhere except where they're supposed to pee. So that's a biological thing as well. That ain't happening. That's hardwired into men. All right, it's hardwired just, into them. 
Just a quick 30 second story. I think it was in the lockdowns. The women's had a, uh, when I was uh, doing a protest, the women had an, uh, about a 45 minute queue. There was none in the men. So I walked straight up to the security man there. I said, I identify as man, walked in, used the toilets and walked straight back out. I thought, oh, it wasn't the urinal, there, by the way. <laughs> No, I didn't brief. use the urinal. I actually used the toilet. <laughs> and Even I didn't the make surpri- a mess. The surprise of the day. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> revelations abound here this morning on TNT Radio and more will be coming in after the news, so please don't go away. Uh, oh, 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 here's some more potentially bad news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland with a look at your TNT headlines. TikTok is censoring videos promoting Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which he penned one year after 9-11, justifying the attacks which killed nearly 3,000 people. Israel's released new video claiming to have seized Gaza's largest port, which it says was controlled by Hamas. And after inviting over 100,000 migrants to live in his sanctuary city, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is now taking an axe to the city budget. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Oh, okay, here we go. (laughs) Someone's been on the sauce in the studio as well. We're talking about urinals, we're talking about scones, and I think somebody's been indulging in some illegal substances in the control room this morning, not mentioning anyone in particular, Murray. But anyway, uh, let's move along from the the women's or men's boxing story, women's boxing story. Um, South Africa, let's have a look at South Africa. I like to keep an eye on South Africa, what's going on there. So all across the world at the moment, various countries are rolling out uh, hate speech laws, threatening people with jail and huge fines if they say the wrong thing against the wrong people. So uh, fines and jail time for hate speech are on are on WhatsApp, Facebook and other social media uh, in South Africa. The National Council of Provinces, NCOP, has passed the Prevention and Combating Hate Speech, uh, Hate Crimes and Hate Speech Bill. The bill aims to address what the government sees as an increasing number of incidents inspired by prejudices in the form of hate crime and hate speech. Section 3 of the bill states that a hate crime is an offence committed where the offender is motivated by prejudice or intolerance towards a victim of a crime due to specified characteristic, and on and on it goes. New laws cover social media and online communications. It also outlines the penalties, including fines and imprisonment for those convicted of either offence. So back in the day, there was no social media. If you slandered someone, usually it was a newspaper like The Sun or The News of the World or some tabloid would slander you, put out a hit piece about you, you take them to court, could take years, then they pay you some money to hush them up and that's it no one ever got uh sent to prison for this but now obviously everyone has access to the internet or most people do and they've got these little mobile phones in their hand and they can write whatever they want throw it out there and that seems to be you thought well they'll never be able to police that but it seems to be they're going hell for leather to try and uh, do people now find them or jail them over throwaway posts on uh, social media platforms uh, and now it's reached yeah. south africa yeah, the first thing I thought of when um, you sent this through is it's the, the word lockstep again. We uh, covered a story yesterday about um, New York and uh, they were going to be trawling through social media to try and find any um, anti-Israel posts and they uh, someone could be done for hate speech. We know they're pushing uh, the hate speech bill um, really badly in Ireland. Uh, we now see uh, a similarity here in South Africa. It seems to be, again, WEF 
kind of uh, Western, I mean, in South Africa's not so much, but I mean, the, the, you know, WEF's countries where this same style hate speech bill is going to be pushed out everywhere. Um, the problems with it, and, and, and it's the same wherever you go, who defines hate? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it says here the characteristics include there's a big list. I know you said some of them race, gender, sex, age, ethnic, color, sexual orientation, religion, belief, culture, language, birth, disability, HIV status, nationality, gender, identity, albi um, uh, albinoism, occupational trade. But I mean, you could just, the list could keep going, but, but who defines what's hate? So it will end up being the government. So it goes back to being the fort police. You know, it, they get to decide who's the minority group. They get to decide who's the person being discriminated against. So ultimately, everywhere, it's we're going to be told what we can say, what we can't say, what we can believe, what we can't believe. It's, it's, it's bad news, full stop. Um, and, and, and not one of these bills can define hate properly. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That's, that's it. Uh, all these terms, by the way, that we've been rattling off, like women, lesbian, man, uh, social group, uh, you know, hate. No one seems to be able to definitively define them now, at least. Well, we all know what the definition of hate is. We all know what a woman is. We all know what a man is. But it seems to be that the actual real definition of the things that you're talking about this morning or lesbian, for example, or homosexual man. Like, what is a homosexual man? Who Who would have thought you would have had to ask that? you know, five, I ten know. years ago, it's blatantly up. Or what is a what is a woman? Like, would you have thought, Natalie, in 2023, with all the technological advancements we have, that there are actually people debating what a woman what? is? And doctors, doctors are now being, well, now that's a difficult question. That's just not, not a straightforward answer, answer. It's not straightforward. It's nuanced. And you have to take everybody on a case-by-case -case basis. No. You don't. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. A, you know, a dog is a dog. A sheep is a sheep. There is no middle ground with this. And that's one of the problems with these bills that are coming in. They're making it increasingly easy to offend people because you're deviating away from what the truth is. And if you deviate from what the truth is, then you can be fined and you can be prosecuted for it. And, you know, it's creeping down into South Africa. They're having enough trouble as it is at the minute. I would have thought their time would have been better spent uh, focusing on other issues like supplying electricity and water to their population and stopping their farmers being butchered uh, rather than worrying about what people are saying on Facebook. Yeah, um, I've just seen, uh, I mean, I'm getting distracted now. And I just put, what is a scone? Don't get Rick, st Rick started again. He was trying to forget it. Um, <laughs> I've seen, uh, sorry, I've seen, I've just, I've seen another comment there. Chuck, Chuck made me laugh there. He said, uh, someone dropped an acid in Rick's coffee this morning. He's talking about going to the brook and lapping water like a deer when I was talking about that forest story from the <laughs> Netherlands. Well, this is going to blow your mind, but I actually have haven't even had any caffeine this morning. I'm just absolutely amped and hyper. Maybe I've been spiked last night. We went out for a bite to eat. Maybe they spiked okay. uh, my chicken gigantosaurus. Oh, I had such a feed last night. But anyway, I'm thinking about um, food again. Sorry, Natalie, I'm I'm, will, I'm derailing yeah, well, the show. I'm doing my best to sabotage this morning. I just wonder if these hate speech bills are part of a uh, orchestrated attempt to increase chaos and increase actual crime. Uh, rates because whilst you're looking for hate crime they're not real crimes yeah you know it, it even says here you know um 
there is a problem because belief is protected under the laws, but many beliefs may be seen in conflict with other protected characteristics. So, for example, some Christians uh, believe um, that, um, you you know, don't believe in homosexuality. Okay. So uh, in some senses, they're saying that should be covered. In other senses, they're saying, well, there's a conflict there and we have to protect homosexuals. So they don't even know themselves um, and they can't define what's right and wrong within their own hate bill. Uh, so to me, whilst they're getting involved in this, whilst policemen are knocking on people's doors and getting upset about something being said on social media, you're stopping actual rapists and drug dealers um, and, and, and actual serious crimes uh, from happening in proper investigations. And maybe that's the idea. Maybe they maybe they want more chaos. Uh, You get more chaos. What's the answer, Rick? What 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 do we need to be monitored? More control and more more digital IDs. That's what it all. It it all all filters back to control, control and regulation. So no matter what's going on here, they want to control and regulate us more. Uh, Jump across, let's jump across the benefit benefit claimants uh, who refuse to seek work will lose free prescriptions. So this is a story uh, that came up here uh, just yesterday uh, in the Daily Mail. Six months to find a job or say goodbye to benefits as Chancellor reveals millions of Brits on universal credit will face tough new rules to access welfare. Could you be affected? So talking about uh, stopping benefits, which is one thing, stopping medications, you know, prescriptions can be expensive, especially if you're in repeat prescriptions and you need to take a lot of tablets, you can't get a job. Maybe uh, is this is this going to cause a lot of uh, heartache for people that are struggling to make ends meet now having to pay for free prescriptions? Look, I mean, I'm the first person, as anyone knows, I've previously been on benefits myself um, as a single mum or two severe special needs children. Um, and it's not like me to ever agree with anything that Jeremy Hunt says. Hunt. But yes, just checking that was correct. Yeah. Um, but actually, this seems pretty fair here. He's, it says six months to find a job or say goodbye to benefits. Now, he, he's not saying, I'm going to say goodbye to benefits for the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This is this is saying benefit claimants who refuse to look for jobs after being deemed fit for work could lose mm-hmm. their handouts. Uh, it says as little up to six months after a major clampdown. But part of that is because they're not turning up to appointments. It says the reforms means that no claimant should reach 18 months on unemployment and receipt of their full benefits if they have not taken every reason reasonable step to comply with the job centre support and the Department of Work and Pensions. So that means you've got to turn up at your appointments. Yeah. That to me is a minimum. Sorry, if, yeah, if you minimum. want to get a handout, right, at least turn up. But people aren't even turning up for their appointments and still getting paid. So on this one, right, you know, I think there needs to be a drastic um, overall, uh, overhaul of the welfare system. I, I agree with the welfare system because anyone, you're only one bad decision or, or one yep. accident or tragedy away from uh, from needing help. But there are people that do rip the piss out of the system. Mm-hmm. And, and those mm-hmm. this is this particular uh, change is aimed at those people. You know, somebody who really is trying to get themselves out of trouble is going to turn up for their appointments at their job centre. They're actually mm-hmm. going to try and get themselves a job and try and get those out of trouble. This is aimed at those people who don't want to do so. So to be honest, I don't really have a problem with it. If you can't turn up for your appointments and 18 months later, you're still not turning up. Well, what do you expect? 
yeah. for your payments to continue. Uh, but I want it, uh, you know, I want it overhauled. So the most vulnerable are getting the payments. Things like child yeah. benefit, like I've said, when rich families are still picking up their child benefit, things like that need to be scrapped. It should the help should only be going to those who need it most. Um, so the means testing needs to improve. But this this one sounds not too bad to me. Yeah, I was going to say about the means testing as well. It's coming into the winter time now where the pensioners or anybody over the age of 65, give or take, gets uh, winter fuel allowances. And a lot of people in the UK, they don't need that because they're very well off. Some people are very well off in their retirement, but they're still getting a winter fuel payment. For example, it's not means tested. So there could be people uh, living down the street that are completely skint and stony yeah. broke. And, uh, you know, there's an argument, well, you know, we all pay, we pay tax, we should get the claim to just step back and think about it sadly instead of mathematically or economically here if someone comes to my door today right and i have a next door neighbor that's skint and they say rick listen everybody in the streets due to get a hundred quid and i'm looking at my bank balance and i'm saying i've got a load of money in here i'm i'm, I'm rolling in it and i know the next door neighbor's absolutely broke i could say well i'm entitled to it i paid my taxes yeah, exactly. but if you're just a decent human being you say listen i, I don't really need that at the minute take that stick it in the envelope and give it to someone else it's a little bit more uh you know struggling at the minute yes these these benefits the means testing is all over the place if you can't physically work that's different but obviously you'll be yeah. assessed by a doctor say look you know like yesterday for example i had a guy on the show uh alex mitchell he's had to have he was a scaffolder uh he's had his leg amputated after the astrocytic job he's in chronic pain uh he's all over the place his body's wrecked with vit he physically can't work uh, that's different but then you have people that are able-bodied who are fit for work and they're not even turning up for uh work yeah. generating appointments and they're still expecting to get full claims so yes Let's use this sensibly, help those that need help. I'm 100% behind that too. No issues at all. But the amount yeah. of spongers and leeches out there that are milking the system dry are actually wrecking it for the people that need the money but, the yeah, most. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And 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 don't get me wrong, If you, I've, I've seen these statistics before. Even if you look at them, even the people that are milking the system are nothing compared to the rich people who are, are conning the system, putting money in offshore accounts. You know, even if you add up even uh, people who should have benefits that don't even claim them, the benefits are not really the problem. But at the same time, if we could get a hard, you know, a, a real check on it and stop people claiming who are just taking the piss, you know, it would it it would help. Uh, the the whole uh, way people look at the benefit system as well, you know, because so yeah. many people pe talk about people so horribly. Oh, people on benefits, they're scum. And it's, it's awful. And part of that is because, you know, the means testing is not correct. So it's very, very rare for me to ever agree with anything Jeremy Hunt says. But yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, sort, sort it out and uh, make it stricter and, uh, you know, stop stop the piss takers. And let's hope, actually, it's not going to be a Braverman thing where it's like, let's stop the boats and then nothing happens. Uh, stop the boats, nothing happens. It's like, stop the benefit fraud, uh, nothing happens. So let's hope it's not just a soundbite uh, that's being thrown out here that they don't actually implement or put into action. So yeah, make sure you follow through on it, guys. Otherwise, it's just more uh, hot air being blown our direction. Now, we've got to take another short break here. And when we come back, plenty more to discuss. So please don't go away. Keep the comments coming here in the live chat and uh, stay tuned. TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Megan Rapino, one of the world's greatest female soccer players ever. 
Uh, unfortunately, she has disrespected the United States of America over the years. Started in 2016, not respecting the national anthem. She kept it going. It culminated at the World Cup this past year in New Zealand. And on Saturday, she played the last game of her career ever. Three minutes into it, she got hurt and had to leave the game for good. And afterward, she used that injury to somehow claim there is no God. Yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. It's just fucked up. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just fucked up because, like, six minutes in. It's <laughs> so bad. She's so important that her injury proves that there's no God. I despise this soccer player. I'm glad she's gone. Perhaps Pierce Morgan put it best when he said, Good riddance, Megan Rapino, you smug, pink-haired prima donna. I'm Steve Malsberg. Listen to my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT Radio. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit... Heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days. They haven't drank anything. They're cold. They're dehydrated. As soon as we started our descent, everywhere I could see was mud. Just absolutely mud. So the country has been long for drought so long. It was like a tinderbox waiting to go up. Okay, very heavy. Each of us wants to be part of the solution, and we can be. Remember that there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit, and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... Okay. And around the world. For any animal in any disaster. So let's focus on that, right? Be part of the solution. One rescue at a time. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. The choice is between normal, Natalie Cheel, or crazy, Rick Munn, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, uh, we're back, we're back. Uh, let's see what's happening. Let's cast our eyes up to Scotland. Scotland, Bonnie, Scotland. Michael Matheson uh, says, uh, who's a Scottish MP, Health Secretary, Michael Matheson has admitted an £11,000 data roaming charge on his iPad was caused by his sons watching football during a family trip to Morocco last year. 11 grand this watching the, football. Could they not have went to a, a pub or went and watched is, it on a, you know, a, what's going on? Right. This is, a sackable, this is a sackable offence for me. He should have gone, right? So what his kids have done, um, this is a, a strict iPad for only work use. They've gone on um, holiday. Now, they have um, used his personal hotspot. They've realized that he can get free access. So his kids have gone on and the personal hotspot, well, possibly telling him or not telling him, or he's actually done it himself. You never know. He's blaming his kids here, but he could have been watching the Rangers Celtic match and uh, uh, streaming it and spending all that money. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they've done that. And um, topped up an 11,000 internet bill. Now, fair enough. People make genuine mistakes. What he should have done as soon as he got back, nobody would have had a problem. I've messed up. This is what I've done and offered to pay. Now, he's only sorry now because he was caught because he came back and he said, oh, no, I don't know how that could have happened, but it seems a bit high, so I'll put £3,000 towards it. Well, it obviously got investigated after a while. Mm -hmm. And only now he's very, very sorry. And apparently 
he's trying to protect his children. He didn't want to get his children in trouble. Um, so I have a feeling, I just have this feeling that it wasn't, it wasn't his kids that he was the one streaming this Rangers Celtic match himself and uh, blaming his own children. But um, he's now agreed to pay the whole £11,000 back and apparently that makes it all okay. And, uh, you know, you can lie you can uh, lie until the very last minute of the investigation. And then if you put your hands up on the last day, that's OK. Uh, but to me, it's not because he covered He tried to cover it up for months and months and months, knowing uh, they went away and uh, took advantage of uh, government money. And then and, and initially, the Scottish Parliament paid £7,000 of that. That's, Here's that's the bad. thing. Here's what I don't get. OK, I'm, maybe I've got this wrong, but most people especially if you're an mp on the money that they're on with all the frills and benefits that come with that job i would have imagined that they that his kids would have had their own electronic devices so it's not usual for the dad to buy an ipad and the whole family share it you know usually okay she's got her ipad he's this is my ipad you don't touch this one don't nick my charger don't run my battery down you've got your own ipad you mess with that so they're on their dad's ipad but here, here's a question for you too how did they actually access that normally you need a passcode uh, to get onto an ipad or facial recognition or a thumbprint so why have his children got access to their dad's work only parliamentary ipod well, i would imagine you know data protection does that not factor in there too yeah but it's not no they've not i see i don't know if you've used personal hotspots before so his dad no. left it open. oh he left the phone open open so the way okay. ipads work is um so if i'm out and my kids haven't got it you can you can you can use the personal hotspot that doesn't mean you can have any access to the information mm. on the ipad you're just using the internet access mm. so he's claiming they both used his personal hotspot to watch in to both watch the ranger celtic match and i'll tell you what i've just read a great comment in the online chat and, and it's not it said so mark parkinson said you know what he was probably watching porn you never know you well. never know maybe he was <laughs> sat there watching porn and he's blaming his poor old kids watching the Rangers Celtic match but either way what a cover-up and only admitting it at the last possible minute and he's kept his job as well and of course we don't know if he was or not but you know it's it's got to be a possibility 11 grand as well you know it would have been cheaper to fly the kids back to Scotland and get tickets at Ibrox or Celtic Park and fly them back to Morocco again on a private jet than it would have been to watch this alleged football game uh, on the hotspot. 11 grand. So he's made a token gesture. Then it's been paid off. First Minister, and I noticed this as well, First Minister Humza Yousaf previously said there was no reason for Mr. Matheson to pay the £11,000 bill himself. So Humza got in on the back of this one. Uh, I would say say uh, a lot of this stuff is is being abused and yeah i get maybe there could have been a mistake but uh, 11 grand not like 11 000 quid sounds to me like there was more watched than maybe allegedly just a ranger celtic yeah. football match you know what i mean it's somebody's a, been on a, it's a it's a massive it's a massive cover-up and it just shows you this is just one case that's been highlighted you know this is in scotland how many other mps are taking the mick how many others are doing the same all over the uk i imagine this type of thing is going on all the time with expenses i i think that mp's expenses should be made available you should be able to look up your mp and look at their expenses i think we should all I, be allowed to do that sorry i can't, I can't do, see why not 
No, they do. If they're reasonable. I don't know if you can get them um, on a uh, item by item basis, but normally if you make a, a request for information to your local MP, if they're a member of parliament, they've got constituency expenses, they run an office, maybe they have a second home in London to stop commuting. I think they are, we're told, okay, Natalie gets paid this amount of salary and then Natalie claimed last year this amount of expenses, but I don't think they will allow us access to an well, item by item. We should. But we should, no, yes, no, we no, should. no, I don't mean item by item, but at least transport equals, accommodation yeah. equals. Hell, I don't, I don't mean item. it by, by item. I don't mean itemised receipt. I mean, you know, we should be able to look up our MP and say, excuse me, but why the hell have you got 150000 on travel? Or, or, or you know, I, uh, why yeah, have you got 11000 I, I think, but following on from that that question, why have you got 150 grand in trouble? That's why I'm telling you, if they want to claim and they claim for absolutely everything, they will claim for things worth pence, Natalie. It's not just big items at 150 quid. Dude. They will claim for an apple in Sainsbury's if it costs them 10p. So that's why I'm saying make it difficult for them as well. Let there be full yeah. itemization of every single thing that they claim available to all constituents. It'll be a pain in their ass maybe nobody will look it up but at least there'll be full transparency which but, is what's yeah, sadly lacking here which is what and and you know what people talk about and linking it back to the last story too many people <clears> about <throat> uh, benefit scum the real benefit scum oh. are the mps and their expenses because they are taking the mick much more than those who are in the poverty trap on benefits even if they are trying to scam the system these mps are scamming it much more yeah. Eleven thousand pound you tell me if someone on benefits they can get eleven thousand pound on a holiday to morocco for watching the some internet you know and then get they're, the government the to pay for it get the taxpayer yeah. to pay for it whenever they come back home saying oh i didn't know anything about it, it was just my kids yeah. please uh just wave that 11 grand bill it's not yeah. happening for you and me no punishment for me no punishment no rules for thee but not for me no. as the old saying Absolutely. goes uh let's look at one more story here uh albanian government uh puts and this is on the back of the illegality of sending uh, British illegal immigrants to Rwanda. It's against their human rights. It's breaking the law. Uh, maybe we should take a leaf out of Georgia Maloney's book here, the Italian PM. Uh, I'd say the Albanian government puts forward a draft legislation on a five-year deal with Italy that could mean 3,000 migrants a month are, protest, are processed, at least plan to sell 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 migrants send migrants uh to albania does not breach european union law officials have ruled so why doesn't sunak just do this then you know he's talking about an alternative he's talking about uh challenging it why doesn't he just say well okay what can we do here legally let's let's deport them to where we can deport them to legally. this is, this is i think this is a story we need to keep an eye on because they seem to have found a loophole and uh, they're saying the Albanian government puts forward draft legislation on a five-year deal that could mean 3,000 migrants a month for process. Um, and, and apparently it's because it's not an EU state and that's why um, it can uh, it, it works apparently and uh, legally they say they can do it. So in that case, why didn't the lawyers look at the Rwanda one and find a country that could have done it in the first place? just like mm -hmm. Albania. So whether exactly. they will change their mind at last minute and not let them go to Albania like they have done Rwanda uh, it is a possibility, of course. So it's worth keeping an eye on because 
whether it will work in Lotstech. And just before they're supposed to go there, they'll say, oh, no, you can't go to Albania, just like they did with Rwanda. So who knows? Anything. The interesting, the interesting thing is, but Europe is being flooded by people coming from Albania. Okay, they're coming from Albania, fleeing persecution. And now Italy are saying, well, we're going to send our illegal immigrants to Albania. So I think what we're going to get here is just the merry-go-round. Italy will deport them to Albania. And then they'll move from Albania <laughs> towards the UK and Ireland. That's yeah. that's what's happening at the minute. So Albania isn't under any kind of threat or persecution, but they're coming to Ireland and UK from Albania. So the Italians are sending their illegal immigrants to Albania, and then they're coming from Albania <laughs> to the UK. <laughs> and then what? Then we want to try and move them to Rwanda. <laughs> that, that won't happen. Yeah. Listen, it's just this crazy merry-go-round. But you see all along the way, people are profiting from this. There's companies profiting off the back of this, people trafficking, hotels are profiting, uh, Bibby Stockholm barge suppliers are profiting. Everybody's on the make here, except for the poor immigrants Again. and the people in which the communities that they're trying to dump them into. So it's like a musical church the immigrants okay we're sending you to albania from italy okay what do we do when we get there well you can go to the uk uh what are they going to do that they might send me to rwanda no they can't oh we'll just stay there then it's, it's absolutely banzai banzai but anyway the music's playing uh some of you will be glad to hear so that means i have to take a brief pause natalie is off for the weekend and hopefully she will be back again on monday morning hopefully i will be too hell who knows what a day could bring forward so we'll have a great one natalie have a wonderful weekend and stay tuned for more here on tnt radio after the news don't go away